What's up, everyone? This is Adam Mades from DNVR, excited to talk to you about American financing. Everyday bills are high, and everything is still very expensive, which is why, if you own a home, I want you to call our friends at American Financing. Interest rates are lower than they've been in a long time. They're saving their customers, on average, $854 a month by tapping into their home's equity and wiping out high-interest credit card debt. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you. Their job is to save you money. Call American Financing and tell them DNVR sent you today, and you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. That's 303-695-7000, 303-695-7000, or go to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know, we were, we were very specific in our first meeting. We went over the whole roster with the team and we told them how we graded them. You know, obviously we won three games last year, so we were inconsistent and, and we didn't have enough guys playing winning football. So our goal is to, is to have a competitive two deep Guys that can play winning football, when somebody goes out or gets hurt, they can step up and play at a high level. We didn't have that last year. And so, um, you know, we have more depth. I think we're taller. We're, an, we're a full inch taller in every position. Uh, I think we're physically more talented in every position, and I think we're more competitive. So um, that's got to translate on the field now. And we'll be able to push guys. And, you know, Bobby Knight was right. I mean, best motivator is the bench and so if your backup can't play the, the first team guy's really not as good as he can be or he's gonna be so you know that's what we're trying to do we're trying to build the 2d football is here welcome into another edition of the dmvr rams podcast as always i'm justin michael the audio of course was jay norvell talking after the first practice of fall camp the first of 20 not all of them will be open to the media, but today was it was nice to see them back out. There was a gorgeous day under the sun. But honestly, I think what stood out the most to me, and that's why I played the audio there at the beginning, was it looks like a real football team again. They have way more size. They have way more depth than numbers alone. I mean, it, it looked completely different from what we saw at the end of last year. And I'm really excited to see how it all shakes out. There's a nice mix of returning talent and new guys, transfers, freshmen. We'll get into my notes. I do want to make it clear that we're only able to watch the first half hour on the practice portion. We'll be able to watch the scrimmages. I'm just letting you know that there's only so much we can take away from this stage of fall camp, especially before they're in full pads. I don't want to get overreactionary, sensationalistic, or anything like that. It can create unrealistic expectations or false narratives. But, you know, at the same time, as the process goes on, we'll be able to gain a better feel for this team, what it's supposed to look like. But we're obviously not going to know all of that now. Anyways, we'll get into some notes I have from day one. I'll talk about some freshmen to keep an eye on. We'll talk about the state of the offensive line. I'll also talk about some of the things that Tory Horton, Clay Millen, and Jack Howell said that stand out to me. We'll play some audio of Horton talking about his relationship with Jay Norvell. I asked him... You know, what is it about Jay that makes you want to stay committed to him? Just kind of referencing 
what Norvell told us at media days when he mentioned that, you know, there were SEC schools trying to offer him 50K to hop in the portal. Norvell at the time really praised Horton for his loyalty. And it was just cool to be able to get Tori's perspective as well, because you can see how genuine that relationship is. He has a lot of admiration for Jay. I think you guys will really enjoy that response. We'll get to it in a little bit here. Uh, Just some updates. I tweeted a lot of this the other night, but an update on Avery Morrow, who had been suspended from team activities all spring, uh, stemming from a January arrest where he was charged with second-degree felony assault, got in an off-campus physical altercation with another student, still going through the legal process there. But this is the statement that CSU Athletics sent me prior to the start of camp. Following his suspension from team activities in January, Avery Morrow has been allowed to return to team activities over the summer and is eligible to practice with the team this fall. At this time, Avery is ineligible to participate in games or media activities. We are unable to comment on pending legal matters. Any changes on that status will be communicated at a later date. As far as the legal stuff goes, I'm not going to speculate on any of that. We'll just have to see how it plays out. I would say the fact that he's allowed to be with the team would be somewhat encouraging in terms of, you know, thinking he might be able to take the field for the Rams at some point. That said, I don't think it's going to happen early on. And at this point, there's no guarantee that it'll happen at all. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, From a football standpoint, would definitely be a significant loss. Was third in rushing production and conference play last year. And that was behind, you know, the patchwork offensive line. Football-wise, I legitimately think he has NFL talent. But, you know, he got himself in some trouble. These types of actions have consequences. And now it's a pretty complicated situation. So we'll see. A couple of other roster notes here. Uh, Freshman offensive lineman Chris Maxey. He signed in the 2023 class, six foot five, 325 pounds out of Bryan, Texas. He came for a couple days in summer and decided to go back home. He is no longer with the program. Based on what I've heard, just kind of realized early on that football was not for him. And I don't know the kid. I don't know anything about him, but it's honestly not shocking. He only played football his senior year. He was a basketball guy, but obviously six foot five, 325 pounds in Texas. I'm sure everybody was hounding him to play football. He had the athletic ability, you know, raw as a prospect. But in the end, it's just best not to waste anybody's time. You wish him well. Final roster note here, wide receiver Terriante Taylor. He signed in the second portion of the signing period. He is not yet on campus Still trying to figure out some things uh, admission-wise, I believe. We'll see what happens there. The plan is still to get him here at some point. The official response that I got from CSU was that they are still working through his process. All right, let's move on. Let's get into those day one notes. But when you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. Bax and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case. No fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Backus and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Backus and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault. Car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks, they can even help if you're injured at work. Call Backus and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. 
Also, local rugby fans, the 2023 Rugby Town Sevens Tournament will take place at Infinity Park from Friday, August 25th through Sunday, August 27th. 20 teams from all over the world will compete for a $10,000 grand prize. U.S. Army, U.S. Marine, U.S. Navy, U.S. Air Force, U.S. Coast Guard will compete against each other for the U.S. Armed Force Championship. That sounds sick. The match will take place on Saturday afternoon. The tournament consists of 62 matches over the course of three days. Tickets are 10 bucks a day, 20 bucks for a weekend pass. Kids 12 and under are free. Also, if you want to get more into rugby, check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. And if you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities available to you at Infinity Park. Rugby may just be your next ride. One more time, Rugby Town 7 tickets start at just 10 bucks. Visit AmericanRaptors.com to learn more. Right, let's get into it here. Uh, we'll start simple. Number changes. DB Chigose Anusium. He used to be number seven. He's now rocking number one. Personally, I kind of thought seven looked really clean. Um, but one looks pretty cool too. The single digits are always sweet on a college football uniform. They just look hard. Uh, defensive back Aiden Hector went from 32 to 15. Again, I kind of liked 32, but you know, it, it's usually a personal thing for these players. Uh, wide receiver Lewis Brown had a good receiver number with 83. He's now number four. I mean, that's great vibes in terms of CSU history. Pete Rebstock, David Anderson, Michael Gallup. You know, if, if Lewis Brown has a breakout season, we might have to attribute it to the number four. Finally, wide receiver Justice Ross Simmons. He was 85 last year. Another solid receiver number, but uh, he'll be rocking number two. A lot of single digits for the CSU skill guys. I mean, just looking at that starting offense, running back Kobe Johnson, he'll be in zero. I don't know if I've ever seen a running back wear zero before. That's kind of cool. Uh, Lewis Brown again, number four. Justice Ross Simmons, number two. But you also have Dallin Holker starting tight end. He'll be in five. Dylan Goffney, the transfer wide receiver from SMU. He'll be rocking six. It's not traditional, obviously, but I dig it. I think it's fun for the players. I think it looks cool. But I'm always interested to hear why guys change their numbers. So that'll be something I ask all these guys at some point. We'll find that answer out uh, down the line. I would say the thing that the people care about the most is probably who's going to start in the offensive line. And it's day one. But based on what we saw this spring, I do think we can make a fairly safe projection right now. Obviously, injuries can happen, so we'll have to see what happens there. But uh, Savion Henderson, he will be at left tackle. Oliver Jervis will be left guard. Jacob Gardner will be center. Tavis Teodi will be right guard. He has been all over the place. He started at an offensive guard really performed well. Then he went over to defensive line, which is what he personally wants to play, but he's, he's going to get buried in the rotation on the defensive side. He's a starter on the offensive side, kind of a unique situation, I guess. And then at right tackle, we've got drew Moss who really impressed the, the staff all spring, much like Gardner. He brings some versatility to the table. He's a guy that could potentially slide inside and play guard if needed. You know, it could be a situation where you, you, if you have an injury, for instance, you slide Moss over to right guard. You can bring in uh, Lawrence, Bobby Lawrence, the Mizzou transfer. He's probably the swing tackle as of right now. Though I would throw Brian Creswell Hawkes' name uh, in the mix as well as another guy that could see some playing time. Uh, Keegan Hamilton, as of right now, the backup center, also probably could potentially play at guard depending on what would happen. 
the big wild card for me as of right now is probably Drew Cannon, the Nevada transfer. He's a guy that just has been decimated by injuries throughout his career. Unfortunately, I would say counting on him to be healthy is, is probably a tall task as of right now. But if he can get healthy, he's definitely a guy that could be uh, in the mix for some playing time, potentially even start if needed. Talent-wise, he can play. I just don't know if he can stay on the field. Overall, I would say that you know the vibe feels pretty good around the offensive line. We're kind of in wait-and-see mode as of right now. But I have talked about how their performance throughout the spring consistently against what's you know one of the top strengths of the team in the defensive line. That was encouraging because the year before, the O-line just got decimated in basically every 11-on-11 situation. Again, we got to wait and see how a lot of this plays out. We don't want to get carried away or anything like that. But it, it feels pretty good you know, going into the fall. I really like the starters. And I, uh, I think they found some guys that can just be much more competent and consistent. Obviously, if injuries stack up, that's going to impact any position group and you've got to change your evaluation. But the thing that I do feel a lot better about is that if you know you have a guy get dinged up here or there, I think there's probably eight, maybe nine guys that you generally trust to, to play you know, significant snaps if needed. And that just wasn't the case last year. I'm not sure they really even had five competent starters from the beginning. And when a guy went down, the depth below him was, it was brutal. And he ended up with a lot of freshmen getting thrown into the fire. One freshman I would keep an eye on this year is offensive tackle Tanner Morley. When you just look at the sheer size that he has, uh, Javion Smith Combs too, another local signee, Morley out of Valor Christian, Smith Combs out of Cherry Creek. They just look like P5 football players. They've got great frames. They're really athletic. And all I hear is great things. I mean, Silas Evans too, for that matter, don't want to leave him out of the mix. He doesn't have the sheer size, but you talk about raw athleticism, speed at wide receiver. That's another guy that could potentially be in the mix. The, the path to playing time is definitely going to be harder for him. Smith Combs, too, just because of the depth and experience that they have at wide receiver and defensive line. The freshman that I would really keep an eye on and a guy that I think could be a surprise impactful player this year is Jalen Gardner, six foot one, 205 DB out of San Antonio, Texas. He's got length for days. He's got insane explosiveness, has a high jump of 6'6". He's a basketball star and a football star uh, in track as well in high school. So a guy that did a little bit of everything and hearing praise from Jack Howell, uh, Jay Norvell brought him up as a, a guy that stood out early as well. And I think that's a pretty natural transition into the next segment, which is just the things that Jay Norvell and the players said that stood out to me. Starting with Norvell, one of the things that he talked about when we played that audio at the beginning is just that they're much bigger he he did mention that you know they they want to practice a lot faster and that should come as they get better conditioned as they get more familiar with the just the way that things run you know they've got a lot of new bodies out there 40 plus new guys and it's just one of those situations where they're going to need a lot of reps fortunately the way CSU practices guys are going to get reps i think they had five different teams you know you'll have a two deep for the the game but they're making sure everybody's out there getting better. And I think that's great. You know, you can't skip steps. And that's a big part of the process that Jay enjoys. He's a program builder. He talked about like being able to see the pieces come together and 
have that slight improvement and, and just be able to see it go up in, in increments. We all want instant gratification, but that's not really how this process works. And the truth is, especially in sports, a lot of the time, young athletes, especially, they learn from tough losses, from getting punched in the teeth a little bit. And CSU got punched in the teeth quite a bit this past fall. The benefit is that uh, a lot of guys are, are now more battle tested. This roster is in a much better place. The state of the locker room feels feels better. It's basically like we ate our medicine in year one. It was a little rougher than it had to be just because of injuries and the fact that so many players ended up walking out the door. But I don't know about you guys, but I don't really think if those guys would have stuck around, it would have been the difference between making a bowl game or not. In fact, they got more competitive after those guys left, and that just may have to do with mindset and how committed some of these individuals were. But, you know, Jack Howell, he said it well. What what really feels different about this group is just the camaraderie. It's genuine. He he mentioned that they did think that they had it last year in the spring and fall. Everybody was saying the, the right things early on. But, you know, obviously that wasn't the case. He was pretty blunt. It was like, you know, we thought we had it last year and then half the team left. It just feels like everybody is significantly more sure of themselves from top to bottom. You know, Clay Millen. Jack Howell, they really embraced their roles as leaders. Tori Horton as well. I mean, he gave a great interview. We'll, we'll get into that. I'm going to play that audio from him. I, I know I'm all over the place here. Uh, one more thing that Howell said that stood out, and then we'll play that audio from, from Tori Horton. Howell mentioned that he's just pumped that Washington State is right around the corner. He talked about the big-time rivalry games. One of the things that stood out to me about interviewing coaches and players over the last you know, six weeks, really going back to spring ball, I guess I was going to say media days, but going back to spring ball is CSU has not been shy about this schedule. And just the fact that it's an opportunity, I think for them to potentially make some noise if they can upset some of these squads. I don't want to buy too much into it or anything like that. It just feels like there's a confidence, a swagger amongst this group, amongst the staff. It, it just kind of feels different than it did going into games last year where they were going to compete. They were going to play hard, but I think they knew they had a pretty low ceiling. All right, we're going to play that audio from Tori Horton, and then we are going to get to your Twitter responses, your questions, things you wanted me to comment on. But you guys know that we love our Breck beers over at DNVR, and I personally am all about that Mountain Beach Sour. It's so crisp. It's the perfect amount of sweetness, the perfect amount of tartness. Tartness? Is that a word? Perfect amount of tart? I don't know. It's so good. It's got me tongue-tied. And that's the thing about Breck Brew. They have a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game, to hang out with some buds, to do anything than having an ice-cold Breck Brew in hand. The Breckenridge Farmhouse in Littleton is an awesome hang. It's a great spot to watch any game. And if you can't make it over to the DNVR bar for the Women's World Cup, go watch at the watch parties that they have at Breckenridge Brewery. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. Also, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades and an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear, so every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they're going to have your back long after you purchase. 
you can shop the entire collection at the brand new location in the Park Meadows Mall. Full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNBR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Jay's talked a lot about his relationship with you and how much it means to him. He mentioned that, you know, there have been bigger schools that have tried to sway you away. What does that relationship to, with Jay mean to you, and, and why do you stay with him? Uh, you know, his passion to win. Uh, he, was the, he was the one who gave me a shot at, at Nevada out of high school. So, you know, I was like, if this, if this man see that potential in me and he put his, you know, his trust and money on me, I, I feel like I have to reward him. And... You know, I, I always told myself I can't let someone down who has so much trust in me, and and that's one person who trusted me. And I, I told him, you know, you gave me a shot, and uh, you won't regret it. And you know, he's more than just a football coach. He checks up on us uh, outside of football, asks how we doing with with our life, family, and that's just something that you need from a head coach, not just position coach. Because position coaches do that anyways, but from a head coach, you you want to hear from the head coach, and it's nice to hear that. And like you know, just just small little check of like like how you doing? How's the mental? How's, how's school? Yeah. So it's not just always football. And his his quote always stuck with me when he said he wants us to be better men than football players. So that's just something that always stuck with me. All right, that was Tori Horton speaking on his relationship with Jay Norvell. Tori is just so damn likable, guys. He has all the talent in the world, but he's just so humble. His ethic is his work ethic is just through the roof. He's a great leader and he just gets it. He's one of those guys, big picture, that I think would be successful no matter what they did because he's just got the right head screwed on, man. He gets it. And to be loyal to his coach, who, you know, was the guy that gave him an opportunity out of high school that's, you know, helped develop him, I think that's special. And I think that's an aspect, especially you know, in the modern age that we're losing in college football, where it all becomes about the, uh, the paycheck and getting the bag. And I don't even necessarily fault the players that chase it. I mean, you look at the decisions that are happening in realignment, all the schools are clearly getting what's theirs. The players should have the opportunity to get theirs as well. But for a guy like Tory, who could play anywhere in the country to stay loyal to Jay, to stay loyal to CSU, I think that's really cool. Um, you know, another thing that he said that, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. I, I mentioned this after Vegas when Jay talked about how Tory still has two years and isn't necessarily in a rush to get to the league. Tory unprompted when asked about, you know, his NFL future, Jay said that's a goal for for Horton and Chiggy and Mo and a lot of these guys, Jacob Gardner. But Tory unprompted brought up that he still has two years to play. He doesn't know what he's gonna do yet. What he wants is to win. Said he could get two catches a game and it would be perfectly fine by him so long as they're winning. And I'm just interested to see how this all plays out. I don't think anybody would fault Tory if he has another massive year and he decides to go pro. He's an NFL receiver, but he's only 20 years old. So the, the rush to get there isn't as significant. You know, leaving with your degree is always a, a, a great option. Football isn't forever. But honestly, I get the vibe from Tory and, and from Jay that if CSU could have a good season, if you could kind of you know, have that seven win year and a, a bowl win, seven or eight win year and a bowl, and then feel like you're a contender going into the the 2024 20, season. Who knows, man? Maybe Tory would come back. 
play his way into the first round or something like that. It's a pretty deep receiving class in this this upcoming draft class. I don't know. It's just something to consider. The uh, last thing that Tori said before I get to your Twitter questions is that uh, Clay is more decisive. He's more sure of himself. Much like Jay, he talked about how Clay is more vocal with everybody. He's demonstrating those leadership skills that he's just more more sure of himself, you know? Mentioned that he's more confident in the pocket, which a lot of that has to do with the state of the offensive line, but it feels like he's vibing with those starting five. He's got good chemistry and rapport with the receivers. I'm cautiously optimistic about the state of the offense going into the year. Again, it's day one. We're not going to get too carried away here. But let's wrap up with a couple of Twitter questions. If they're for realignment, I will save that for part two, which I'm about to record. Just my reaction to the Pac-12 essentially collapsing. But sad day for college football as a whole. I I will say I think it could benefit the Mountain West to to an extent, a small extent. But for college football as a whole, sad day. Um, All right. Here we have um, somebody wants to know if Rams special teams will be an issue. Basically said he doesn't think the special teams will win games, hoping they don't lose games. You know, I'm kind of in wait and see mode. I am cautiously optimistic about the kicker. They brought in Jordan Noyes from Utah. I think the concerns about Patty Turner are a little bit dramatic, especially when you look at his net, it wasn't that different than Ryan Stonehouse. It's just visually, it looks so much different because they're very stylistically different. Stonehouse boomed the hell out of the ball. It was awesome. He's a stud. I am not shaming him or or throwing shade or anything like that. His punts were more returnable though than Patty, whose whole goal is basically to just eliminate punt returns, take a 40 yard punt and, and get a fair catch basically every time or put it on the sideline. All right, next question we've got here. Can the O-line hold up for more than a three-step drop? I know fall camp is hard to decide, and we may not know after week one and two, but hoping. I think I've basically already answered this at some point. I'm cautiously optimistic, less because of what I saw today, which was very little. It's more just the fact that what everybody is saying, what Clay is saying, what Tori is saying, based on what we saw in the spring, we have a decent sample size that this group is at least more competent than the group we saw last year. Are they going to be the best in the, in the conference? Doubtful, but they're not going to be the worst in the country either. All right, keeping it moving, uh, looking for a pleasant surprise, new players that jump out. Jalen Gardner's is a guy who we've already talked about. Um, Kobe Johnson, it was nice to see him out there a little bit. I'm really excited about him from North Dakota State. And then Dallin Holker is an easy answer as well. From day one, going back to the spring, he's just been a stud, and I think he's going to be an all-conference tight end. All right, on the next part, I'm going to be talking about realignment, so keep an eye out for that. I'll get this one up and into your feeds once I get it edited and the audio added in and all that fun stuff. I'm really stoked that football is back. I know it's kind of doom and gloom with some of the realignment stuff that's happened. The, the vibes haven't been great, but honestly, I'm just ready for some of the chaos to be over. I want to focus on the games. I think there's a lot of exciting talent on this team. I think it has a chance to be a really fun season, and that is what I am trying to embrace, and I think that's what you should as well. Anyways, we'll talk about realignment, all that big picture stuff on part two. Much love, y'all. Peace. Looking kid.
kid with the cuff khakis wearing graphic tees feeling way too trendy raps that kill oh i'm deadly primed and ready like machetes at a deli in new delhi feeling scummy like martin scarelli turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice the water's the truth so i sip on that too skinny looking kid with no car keys like the only thing i drive is rcr he's got the stash like steve harvey oh i'm gnarly like not from Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.